You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Following After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Following After Show. All right. Oh, there it is. Bing is for doing, and we are doing the following after buzz. Do you guys hear that? Yeah. Listen to that. Oh, wait for the lyrics. Let it sink in. Here we go. It's on. Oh, we're at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know how we can... We, I can vamp for a second. We can cover this up because this is worth covering. This is good stuff. Everybody in their mid-30s, listen carefully. Or older. Here it comes. Here it comes. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Never thought I could feel so. We should, all right. All right. We're getting We're carried away. We're scaring people off. All right, for those of you who saw the show, you know that Jordy engages in some singing, and it sure. brought back some memories for some of us. Yeah, so we had to start a little... Maybe a man in spandex with it, a little it, black and... It wasn't as gothic. Our opening wasn't as gothic as uh, as the past two, but... No, it was but, a little, little lighter this week. A little lighter. That's okay. But this episode definitely was not lighter. Dude! Not a light no. episode. Let me just say my favorite episode so far... Well, let's do introductions. Okay, introductions. Yeah. Let's talk about who we are. All right, well, tonight we have uh, Teresa Law. She's a network Hello. publicist. She's with us once again. We also have Nando Velasquez from Attack of the Show. Nando. Sure, thank you. All right. Not joining us via satellite from Las Vegas. Uh, Joe Braswell is not going to be joining us tonight. But his... we have the, the the Poe mask standing in. Joe has been kidnapped and taken to Las Vegas, where he's being held. He in lost a, the Super Bowl bet, mm, I think, right? Yeah, premium Which, suite at the Encore. It's very sad. Can we just bring up that the Ravens, uh, whether you're a San Francisco 49er fan, I, I know they're we're full of them here, or or a Baltimore fan, the Ravens won, and there was a big power outage. And how how much do you want to bet that maybe uh, maybe uh, Joe Carroll had something you, to do you, with well, this? You maybe think? there's a little Fox guy that just pulled the plug somewhere. I, like. I would think that the Ravens will be his favorite team. So, uh, look. Yeah. Cool with the Ravens. Never more, except for they did. Joe Carroll's winning. Joe Carroll's winning. Yes. Um, well, Joe's not with us tonight, so we'll have to carry it without him, and we'll we'll reference his poem as this is the creepiest damn thing. We can take it down. No, no, leave it because I'm going to touch it all. It's scaring. Long. It's scaring our producer though. Poor Marissa, look at her face. Aww. I'm stuck in a room with these monkeys. <laughs> uh, our producer Marissa is of course with us. Marissa's awesome. Hi guys. Hi Marissa. Sorry for following because I wasn't with you guys last week. I know, right? Yeah. I know. But what? I'm I'm back. Whatever, okay. it's cool. You don't want to hang out with us. We understand. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm Joe Sanfilippo. It's a pleasure hanging out with you guys. Uh, tweet us at, uh, at Following Buzz if you have anything you'd like to say during the show or not during the show. We love to hear from you guys. We've got a few of you guys that, uh, that have sent us some really cool stuff, and we'll, we'll give you a shout-out later on in the show. Uh, listen on iTunes. And if you are listening on iTunes and downloading us, please give us fives. We love fives. And if you're listening and are curious what you look like, some of us are attractive. Teresa mostly, <laughs> but uh, but go ahead and check us out on YouTube. We got a little YouTube deal going on. We'd love to see you, or we'd love to have you see us. All right, um, let's talk about this show. Yeah. All right. 
So when this show opens up, this th- this is my favorite one so far. I'll say it again. This is awesome. This Good. one rocked and rolled. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, exciting. All right, <laughs> all right. So Act One, we have we have our little Poe murderer. Right, he's kicking it up on the steps and he's doing his Poe. And he's, he's he's the whole Raven, right? He basically does the, the was, tail end of the Raven. Yes, that was yeah. the ending of the Raven. And um, and then he throws his confetti, and then he lights a critic on fire. And I got to say, for the second week in a row, I, I don't want to say, you know, the, the girl in the sorority house was really, really slow and dumb, but like this guy's getting gasoline dumped on him, and he's just like, wait a minute, what what are you doing? And what about the people around? I him? know, no one like, tried to tackle it, him. There was, was a good amount of people. Yeah, well, it was the know. slowest burning to death that I ever I, seen. It was kind I, of funny. Now I've never I've never stood next to a dude burning on the street. In fairness to everyone in the in the scene, but I have been to Universal Studios and been on the backdraft set, and that gets hot. That fire, get, and even at Disneyland when the fire is on on the the rivers, that's hot. I don't know if a dude's on fire next to you. Is your instinct to jump on him or go? Ah, you're on fire. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, I'm from New York, so I think if someone doused like, gasoline on me, I would be punching right away. I don't think I'd be like, hey, excuse, you got some in my coffee. I'm trying to get coffee here. <laughs> is that gasoline? Yeah. Why would you? What, what is this? But I mean, with Rick, like he was able to get away somehow with that big group of people. Well, I, I, I would I would suppose it was in the confusion he got away. The guy right. with the mask got yeah. away, I and, guess. And maybe for, for uh, theatrical purposes, we have a slow <laughs> walk as he leaves slowly. <laughs> Um, I, do, is it possible that Kevin Williamson really did get to enjoy a little bit of burning a critic? I mean, is that is that is is it possible that maybe a, a TV writer took a little bit of a joy and hey, I just lit a critic on fire? I would think there's some some irony in there, Marissa. Somewhere. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting involved. Yeah. Um, then we get a flashback. We get Joe Carroll. Um, he's teaching now. Th- this is cool because well, you actually, uh, what I have is uh, we we cut to Claire in bed, and it's oh, she a, has her nightmares. She yeah. has her nightmare. Yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah, that was another violent scene. Last week there was a slapping and a and a choking, and then and then this week in a flashback, he's like grab her and. Mm. And slamming her back on the bed and everything. Was well, pretty... was that a flashback or a nightmare? That was not a flashback. Nightmare. That was a nightmare. That was a nightmare. That was yeah. a nightmare. And then Ryan left. Ryan, who promised he would be there for her the week the, the last week. Uh, I think he. I think he did his due diligence. If he, he just left, left it, like an hour ago. Come yeah. on. Okay. All right. I mean, it says to me she slept in, <laughs> and and he wanted to get to work. You know, to have his vodka. <laughs> All right. So so we've got we've got our, our flashback of Joe Carroll. Uh, at this point, yes? Yeah. And he's teaching, right? And this this is cool because this is when Ryan kind of gets to see Joe Carroll in action before he's, he's, a, he's, he's a crazy murderer, or before he's, we figure out he's a crazy murderer. And, uh, and he's talking about setting up your own mor- morality, right? That was his lesson plan. That was really good. I mean, he, his question that he was asking is, uh, what is your moral code? And I wrote this down. Uh, he wrote specifically, to make it unique, and it will bleed into your writing. Yeah. Like, just the, the use of, of uh, language that he had, and uh, to feel free to break free, to do whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay uh, the life's consequences. Right. So it's almost like he's he's putting words, he's putting the seeds in people's minds. He's right molding there. the minds. Exactly. Of Absolutely. And you're it's willing interesting. To pay for it, you can have it. Because actually, right before the flashback, now that you mention it, um, Parker and, and Ryan are talking, and, and I guess Parker's trying to figure out his motive. And Ryan nails it. He's a teacher, he wants to teach. So, yeah, I, think, so I think that's very telling. And that comes back later on when Joey is. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Joey's doing some learning of his own. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it's, uh, uh. Disturbing. <laughs> creepy. Yes. Creepy. 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 Uh, and I love the idea of setting your own morality. That's great because it's like it's like uber capitalism. Like, hey, if you can afford it, you can do it. Yeah. So if, if you're willing to pay the price, you can do whatever the heck you want. Mm-hmm. I, you know that, that there's a certain uh, 
There's a certain it, it, yeah, in, a, in, a, in an abstract. There's a certain attractiveness to that to that idea, which is probably why you know why why people get into it. There's a well, sense of freedom. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, you're above uh, the system. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, and, and they say that if I've never been hypnotized, but they always say that if you if you've been hypnotized, no matter how suggestive the, the you know the suggestion is, I guess you will never do anything that's against what you are thinking of morally. Like you can't be hypnotized to kill someone unless unless, unless for that's some okay reason with you. unless for some reason that internally. Been there. Yeah, unless subconsciously you're okay with it. You can't really do that. Your your subconscious would stop you from doing something you don't want to do. Ooh, that's interesting. Yes. So. Very interesting. <laughs> so if you've been hypnotized to make out with crazy people on stage, then turns out there's a little bit of a hoe in you somewhere. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then you... that might have that might have happened to people I know that I see every day in the mirror. I don't know. It just might have happened, and you know. Mm. All right. So uh, so so uh, we've got our setup. Our more okay. So then then we have our Jordy interrogation, right? Uh, where where we get to hear Jordy uh, Jordy singing our our favorite song now. Leave <laughs> 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 Well, I'm sorry. I haven't paused the show in a long time just to go. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> cool. That was great. I love it. And oh, there, there it go. is. Uh, I, the spandex and remember, he fly, couldn't fly for nothing. It, and, oh. It's just so different when he sings it because it's creepier when he does it. Obviously. Oh yeah. And and what's really funny about the use of that song, I think, is uh, I mean, if for anybody who is not as old as some of us here uh, on on this show are, uh, the show is about this guy who gets this incredible power from outer space like yeah, this right. alien gives him his power yeah. with an instruction booklet that's like probably as big as the Poe book even bigger <laughs> and he loses the instruction booklet so it's kind of this bumbling fool who who's trying to be a superhero and and, and maybe that's what Jordy it, it kind of is thinking himself head? yeah that oh, he's this he, he's this superhero of his own and he needs instruction and and he can't read the booklet, and so we'll and, just see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And he's doing it without an instruction booklet because he he has no clue. Because <laughs> poor Jordy is just a halfwit. I think they called him more names this episode. Yeah. What was the name of the show so we can tell people in case they want to check it out? It's, it's Greatest American Hero, right? Yes, the Greatest American Hero, right. and uh, it's got to be on YouTube. Starring William Cat. Oh, uh, maybe Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, check it out. So awesome. Yeah. All right, so we got our Jordy investigation. Where is Joey? He's not going to tell anybody where Joey is, right? He's at least doing that part right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then we get our flashback. We get to see Emma taking charge of the the group. We get the flashback in the attic, so we see all the followers together, and we get to see them uh, a few years ago, and we get to see how this power dynamic kind of develops, right? Yeah. I loved how nerdy uh, Paul looked. Yeah, he didn't oh, look sexy yeah. at all. He had, he had the, a lot of hair. The fro was out. Yeah. Funny how glasses just make you look. Uh, automatically, you're nerdy. Mm-hmm. Just put on some glasses, you're nerdy. <laughs> what happened to you? Couldn't have surgery? Sorry, you're a nerd now. <laughs> No, that was that was a great scene. I, I love seeing uh, Emma's still my favorite character, man. What, what Valerie Curry's doing with that character is so dang cool. It's just, oh, she's so on so many levels, manipulating everything. But I love that. I love seeing how the power dynamic kind of develops. I, you know, it, it's cool. She's taken over that whole thing. Well, you see a little bit of too why Paul and Emma don't get along, I guess, as well. Uh, just she called him a doofus. She called him doofus do. Do doofus yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> she called Jordy a doofus first, and then she called him. Yeah. Doofus do. I think she has like a natural. She picks out the weak, and she goes after him. Like that's her deal. Like this. This. That's how she maintains her little grip. It's possible. Yeah. Oh man. And then then we get to see. Then we come back to current time. We get the politics of three. So we see Emma, Paul, and Jacob together. And and then uh, then we get to meet Rick's wife. Right, we have the FBI yeah. Mag- taking Maggie on in. I want to first of all. I want to. Um, I want to. Uh I want to applaud that I don't think you jumped at all this episode. As good as this episode was, yeah, I was, I was watching for I that. I was paying attention. Yeah. And when she jumped out of the closet with that knife heading for Ryan, I really thought you were going to jump. Now, in fairness, in fairness to you, um, 
I, I was I was schooling myself because I've jumped every week so far and I wasn't going to do it again. Okay. So I sat calmly, even though inside I jumped a little bit. <laughs> I do have a jumpy little. It's not healthy. Yeah. And then especially when you're a big dude and you start to jump, it's like ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, Act Two, we we get uh, we get to uh, our Maggie Police interview. Now, in, in in retrospect, that's a pretty impressive interview. She handles those people she up, it. right? Wow. Oh, Rick tried to kill me because I asked him for a divorce. Oh, it's so smooth, yeah. man. Oh yeah. And they bought it, knowing knowing what happens later on. Yeah, she was smooth. She and, was incredibly smooth. Yeah, um, I would have trusted this story too because Parker was like, you know, I know that girl well, the, um, the man in her head. She wants a man in her head, not the guy that she That's married. Right. And That's I was my like, sister, I totally, my other sister. Yep. Yeah. And notice too, uh, in that scene, they're finally starting to use this is this is what we're probably expecting eventually. These flashbacks are going to be used as a, as a device to make us think something, and then something different happens because they showed like a quick ten second right. flashback where she gets stabbed, mm-hmm. and that's all they show. They just show Rick stabbing Maggie and they cut back. But you don't see where you don't, you don't see, that see happen where. in the attic and during it, a game of truth or dare exactly. by the crazies. And to be honest, that kind of that kind of when I first saw that I was like that was way too quick. There's more to that story. So that that kind of had my senses going Ooh. when I originally saw that. Your yeah. spider senses were tingling. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was intentional or what, but that's that's what I was thinking when I saw that flashback. All right, I, I love this next scene because this is, like I said, Emma does not dig weakness. Paul comes up to Emma and he's like, "Let's let's work this out." You know, obviously Jacob's in Paul's ear, like, "Hey, we got to figure this out." And Paul says, "Hey, let's be friends. Let's we can't keep fighting." And her response to that is to slice him in the arm. Mm. Why do you walk up to somebody who kills people when they're holding a knife? Now, That's what I want to know. So we can add a new acronym, Paul WTF. <laughs> like, like, why why would you do that, Paul? That is not bright maneuvering. Didn't you see the knife when you walked right up to her? And then you stick your hand out within right? distance to of the, the knife. knife hand. She's five feet tall. The knife is as big as she is. Surely you saw her yes. holding that. Oh, my God. Oh, that was that was awesome, though. She does not. If she smells weakness, she's going to go after you. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Mm. And terrifying. All right. So we also get to meet Parker. And Parker meets Carol for the first time. Now, that was a trip. Now it's about time. What, how does she? Put, how does Agent Parker put? I got to meet. It's about time I met Joe Carroll officially. Oh yeah. Well, she says officially oh, yeah, in there, but on. first for the for the she teaser before so, the commercial. She is just so complimentary. Oh, before yeah, she says that, but she's so complimentary to Joe and mm. and you know. We talked a little bit about maybe maybe she's a follower. I don't know. And, and a couple of people, we'll talk later, but a couple of people commented, it looks too obvious. And I agree. It, it probably is too obvious. And I think there's already a, a red flag on, on Mike Weston and probably anybody else in the FBI. There's a little red flag. So to right. assume she is. But the way she played that well, off. Well, we know it's not Agent Riley. Well, we know, well, we know that. But uh, the way she plays it off, it's almost felt to me at the same time like she's being really nice in front of the cameras in front of the interrogation cameras so it was still weird to me to hear her so complimentary well she does a good job of getting intimate with people like she does that she has that quirky smile that she sends to she sends to Jordy and she sends to Joe like hey we're buddies we're buddies I get you I understand what you're doing let's let's be friends um I thought that was neat. I thought she did a good job with that. But it's still very ambiguous. Like, Joe gives her some weird looks in that scene. Yeah. Where you're still like, I don't... And he thanks her for the book. Right. And, and she's smiling. She's like, you're welcome. Yeah. It's some weird, there's some weird energy in Something's there. I'm not really on. sure what the deal is there. I don't know if it's him or if it's her. I mean, later on, Ryan says how charming and, you know, how, how Joe has this attraction. So maybe that's it, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's but, still but, too early to tell with her. So. Not, yeah, I think yeah. we're supposed to be wondering. Yeah. So, way to go, Kevin. Way to go. We're wondering. <laughs> I hope you're happy. I don't think she's, just to, for the record, I don't think she's a follower. But it's just interesting to see these little, if they're red herrings or if they're really yeah. meant to be right. something. So. Place is stinking of fish, man. Exactly. Herring back and forth. Yeah. 
That was a bad pun. I apologize <laughs> to everyone for that. I'm sorry. All right. So then, on. then we <laughs> we get to get uh, then we get Carol and Rick's flashback, um, and and that's kind of neat because Rick says he wants my, he want I want my chapter to be about revenge, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of you. I, I love that it's going to be in chapters, and they get to kind of they're they're telling their part of the story a little and bit. And what's there. interesting is Rick is leading the whole charge. You know, Joe's not really putting any ideas That's in his head. That's why it's cool, yeah. But Rick's like, this is what I want to do, this is my chapter, and I'm going to seek revenge on the people that ruined your career. It's complete devotion. Yeah, yeah. but it's, but it's I, you know, when they, when they said, like, you know, later on they, they talk about how in the news it's all about a cult, a cult, a cult. They have no idea what's really going on. I think that's the deal, right? Joe's kind of set them up. Like, you guys are creating this, too. You're, it's not, they're not just cult followers. They're, they're creating this whole narrative. They're helping. Yeah. Yeah. In a creative way. And and still, I feel even though uh, Joe didn't talk much, he was in the teacher role. It felt like he was he he was trying to get. Uh, well, actually, Rick was seeking approval from his teacher. Absolutely, you can just tell that. And all you gotta do is meet it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're mm-hmm. doing great. Um, and then we get our then we get to hear during that scene. We uh, after that scene, I'm sorry, we hear that the three people responsible uh, for taking down uh, for ruining Joe Carroll, and of course we've got Paul, we got Ryan, yeah, and we've got the critic, the, the critic mm-hmm. who's already been lit on fire, yeah. And then we've got the uh, the dean of uh, the dean of uh, the dean of what literature? The dean of yeah. literature. Right. Stan Fellows yeah. was the name of the critic. Uh, Philip Barnes was the name of the dean of literature. And I thought it was Philip Morris for a second. I had to listen to that again. There's I thought a it was cigarette a thing happening. But yeah, there was, uh, I would have thought it was a fire motif or something. But he denied Joe tenure. tenure. Yeah, so that ruined his career. That was it. Big time. Yeah. Well, that's 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 a rough spot, right? If you're a professor, then what do you do? Like now you're just hanging out. You're not getting tenure. So right. do you move? That's that's a rough deal. So, um, and then we get the, the, at the end of act two, we get Rick stabbing Philip Barnes and that scene was that, that is the, uh, that's a creepy scene. That was, uh, that was probably Multiple one of the more stabs. violent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll get to that. Cause that is, that's, I'm going to ruin favorite scenes. That's my favorite scene. I'm just going to ruin it now and we'll get to it later. <laughs> we're we're going to get deeper in it. Um, act three, we get the police at the university crime scene. We get a flashback. And, and, and we get the, t- the first time Joe and Ryan really talk together, the first time they actually meet. Not the first time Ryan sees Joe teaching, but now they're actually talking yeah. outside mm-hmm. the classroom. I don't know if that first flashback was, was before or after this one, to be honest with you. Because I, I, I would find it weird that a police officer would be allowed to go into a professor's room without him knowing it or, or an introduction being made. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I used to sneak into classes. I'm just saying. Yeah? Okay. All right. He was in the back. He was in the back. I guess so. Not really, you know. Unless you start doing something crazy. I don't know. I mean, like again, sometimes I I I'm pay attention to these timelines for the flashbacks because I always feel like 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 there was one this episode. You oh, always sorry. feel it's something might uh they might be trying to move the timeline around a little bit. For some you think reason. they're messing with us? Sometimes I think so. Listen, yeah. Once you set a timeline, Nando's going to catch you. I don't if you mess well, with it. Kevin. I don't see a reason why. I mean, f- to me right now, those two don't make sense. The classroom um, was in 2003, right? Well, they both they were both in 2003. Oh, they were both. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. All right, so we got our first meeting, Joe and Ryan, and it's very cordial. But but Ryan says. Uh, I'll relish. I'll, I'd relish the opportunity. Uh, I wouldn't relish it. I, I. I. I don't mean it to sound like that. I'd. I'd, I'd be happy to help. But the, uh, <laughs> and he backs know? off. Yeah. Yeah. But he says he'd relish the opportunity. Again, uh, it's the language he, yeah. he uses. And then later on, uh, later on, he comes up again with another na- another nasty one. Um, then we see our gay couple. We, we see that the gay couple is Emma's plan again. The 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 following is making the plan. Joe's not the only one coming up with this whole master plan. This comes from them too. This is uh, uh, what group sourcing is that? What they call it? Is crowdsourcing. That crowdsourcing. That's what it's called. <laughs> well, what's interesting is the guys had n- they'd wanted no part to do with this, and then she says, "Well, Joe thinks it's a great idea," 
And the second and she says that, they're like, okay. Jacob especially. Yeah. The, they just totally lit up and said, well, you know, under the threat of, uh, of Joe, they decided to, to They all want to please him. Yeah, they all want to please him. They all him. have daddy issues. What I love about what Valerie Curie does, and I, I'm sure it's directed to, I'm sure that they work on this as a group, but she changes tactics as a character. She just mm. she just wants to get what she wants. So she's, in that scene, she's not mean to Paul. She's not cruel to Paul. She's fun. We're having a good time. This is going to be awesome. I'm not threatening you. I'm not. I'm just, I'm cajoling. You're going to have a great time, and you're going to kiss this dude, and it's going to be awesome. I, 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 I can't, I, she's my favorite character. I love her. Um, so we have we have our game of gay chicken, which was awesome. <laughs> I love Jacob has to drink before he does it. Too. Oh yeah. yeah, the typical like frat boy type stuff. It's like okay, <laughs> we'll do this, but let me get a drink first just in case. Right? Yeah. I need and then this Paul drink. has this look of hesitation on his face, and yeah. it's like, well, you know, which way does he really swing? <laughs> well, I think yeah, that's uh, that's definitely shown throughout the whole episode. Like, what's what is the deal with Paul? What is he into? So. We we, fa- we find out he's into convenience stores and he likes. <laughs> we find that out. Yeah. He likes girls named Megan. <laughs> um, all right, so then Paul runs and we don't know where Paul is going to go. But first, he calls Jacob a liar, right? Yeah. Which which you know gives us the impression that maybe something went on there in their in their fake gay coupleness that was maybe not so fake. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So perfect time for a commercial break, just when you're wondering. Right. Yeah. Oh, where where are you, Rick? Wait, wait, wait. All for you, Ryan. Oh gosh, yeah. And we get the uh, we get the all for you, Ryan, from Rick on the phone, right? Where well, are you, Rick? I'm here with the FBI. That's when we come back, yeah. And then Maggie's still um, was it Maggie being interrogated? Still, she's still in police custody. Yeah. And that's when they find out about the credit, credit card, card receipts, right? Yeah, that uh, and which is really important because we know that uh, well, at least for the FBI, it's really important because now they know for sure at least whatever their plan is with Joey, it involves keeping him alive for the time being. Right, because we found out we bought a bunch of toys, and that gives us yeah. Exactly, but that's when they confront. Maggie and Maggie uh, Maggie gets the phone call. And I'm going a little Kevin Bacon here. I'm gonna undo my I'm gonna undo my tie. It's a lot. <laughs> no, that's cool. But uh, you know, it actually I think um, you know just because it's, it's hard to do to recap with all the scenes. But I know I know I think before when um, when Parker was uh, with uh, Carol, I think, and uh, was this before or after when when um, when oh, when they were doing the flashback about revenge and okay. Joe Carroll is talking to Ryan even though Ryan's not in the room and he says like all, he's like saying all these things like I wonder who uh, you know I blame three people for uh, my downfall I wonder who Agent Hardy blames for his downfall yeah and then he says something to the extent I have the note here somewhere but he says something to the extent of it must be really interesting being around the stench of death once again he's really he's th- taunting there's him. such so much taunting of Agent Ryan Hardy in this episode and it's it's amazing you can expect from Joe, right. but then to see other people it was across the board, exactly yeah. to see that the followers—it's—it's it's almost like a all mantra. For you, Ryan. All for all you, for Ryan. you, Ryan. Yeah. And at the end, that—that—that. That, that, well, we'll get there. But man, yeah, all yeah. for you, all, all for, for you. you, all for you. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out because it continues throughout the episode. Really diabolical, man. Yeah. All right. When we come back from our commercial break, we get vodka breath. We get no, <laughs> sl- which was a good. Night. We go to sleep. Go to sleep in that that dumpy hotel. Um, and then Sean helps Ryan break the rules. We think. But Sean doesn't help Ryan break the rules. He, he calls and he, and he lets uh, he lets agent he lets Agent Parker know right away that they're on the stakeout. Well, he says out. that. I don't know if that Ooh. means he. I don't know if that means he did. He just said he said he. Well, so, she called them though. Yeah, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think from that. I think he, she called him at the end toward that, but it wasn't just because of. That. I mean, when they were talking in the stakeout, he said he's supposed to be checking up on Ryan. So technically, he's okay. doing what he's doing. I don't think it was that he called and told her about the car because she would have been pissed. 
She All right, so, so his primary directive is to babysit Ryan. Yeah, his primary directive is to, to babysit Ryan. All right, got it. I don't think she knew where they were, so that was his loophole. You know, when you're a kid and you're I like, well, you. I'm, I'm listening, I'm following the rules. You told right? me to do this. You just didn't tell me where to do it. You said you didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. You didn't hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so where's Paul? Then we follow. We find Paul in the convenience store flirting with poor Megan. Poor Megan. Mm. First girl smelled the rat. She took off. Second girl, Megan. Mm, maybe she's lonelier. But uh, he's flirting with Megan, and uh, and then then we go back to our stakeout, and Paul, <laughs> and uh, and we get uh, and we get we get Sean trying to open up a little bit to Ryan. He's going to tell him a little bit about himself, and Paul and Ryan just big leagues him out the car. I'm taking a walk. I don't want to hear it. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it. Kid. That was such You're an just awesome. Trying to bond. Yeah, it was such an awesome scene. I, actually, that might be one of my favorite scenes because it's it's all like. It's all like, so we're in a car together. We're doing a stakeout. Yeah. One of those like the, the the buddy comedy movie where the one person really wants to be a buddy yeah. and the other one doesn't. But I think what what we're glossing over on that too is we actually got some history on Ryan in there. So he lives in Brooklyn and he grew up in Albany and he doesn't visit Albany anymore because of something. So uh, something had to do with his family. family. He, he was really he seemed really. Uh, I wouldn't say upset, but like sad when Mike brought up, do you ever go visit Albany anymore? So, oh, yeah. And I think that, well, I mean, then Mike starts talking about being a military brat and then Ryan Hardy's out, out the door, <laughs> which is funny. But I really think we glossed over. I think there's definitely, there seems to be some history with, with Kevin that we don't, with, with uh, Ryan Hardy that we don't know yet. And uh, and it seems to have to do with his family uh, based on that. Well, it's a little telling because, you know, if, 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 uh, if Sean Ashmore's character brings up uh, upstate and I mean, is Albany upstate? I never remember. Yeah, Albany okay. is upstate. So it brings up Albany, and then in the next episode, and, and why doesn't Ryan go up to Albany? We don't know. But in the next episode, we got some little little tidbits about his. There sister. There was a scene about his sister. Oh. Yeah, so it's really interesting to see that. Uh, yeah, there's definitely. Uh, again, it seems to be. And, and here's the thing. Again, I just don't know about Mike. You know, and he knows a yeah. lot about Ryan, and there might be a reason for it. All the followers seem to know a lot about Ryan. So Sean Ashmore's character's name is Mike. We, uh, we're, Mike we're, West. I'm, I'm probably confusing people here because. I keep referring to him as Sean. I'll refer to him as Mike. He's Mike Weston. Sorry, you guys. That's okay. Um, all right. Now, now the next flashback we get is Ryan and Joe, and and th- this is the one where Ryan is showing Joe the pictures of the of the murders, mm-hmm. right? The murdered mm-hmm. coeds. Yeah. That's an awesome scene. I dug that. Again, the language that he uses yeah. in that is uh, is pretty treat, killer. He says. Oh yeah. This is the moment when it all looks very real. This has been a treat for me, and and I love how uh, I love how you know they were teasing, they were making fun of Ryan being vodka breath, and yet in these flashbacks when he's hanging out with Joe, they're having drinks. Yeah, they're busy just having drinks. Well, yeah, and and, and Joe's the one kind of going, ah, one more drink, one yeah, more drink, one more drink, and Ryan's like, okay, sure, I'll have another drink. And it's almost comedic because here you have Joe who knows you know what's going on, you know that he's the one that did it, and. Ryan has no idea, so he's oh. getting a kick out of it. Absolutely. You imagine how fun that would be if yeah. you were, if you, oh, that'd be awesome. You're like, I, you're, I'm, I'm here, you're here, I'm helping you catch me, and you're showing me what I did. And you look at how much attention you're paying to what I did. This yeah. is so excellent, and I'm the expert on me. Oh, it's brilliant. You could kind of, yes. you can kind of see him smile. He's not smiling, but you can kind of feel like that he internally. Yes. Oh. He's delighted. Internally, he's yeah. loving this. There's like a half moment when he's turning his head back from Ryan at one point, where there's like a, I, I, a tiny little, you'd see a tiny little glimmer of something, which I don't know, maybe I imagined it, but I, you know, that's yeah. pretty well done. Um, and so then we we cut to Paul at the convenience store, and he's got the uh, he's got poor Megan, uh, he's got poor Megan up at the. Um, up at the uh, up at the makeout spot, and he bashes her head up against the wall, up against the car. Pardon me. Yeah. 
And we see a whole new side of Paul. I don't really, you've never seen Paul be violent before. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, there's just so much, like, it, it's still, like, is he or is he not gay? Is he straight? It, it seems to be he's a third wheel with Emma. But I think I think what part of it is, is he just feels very emasculated around Emma. Because Emma yeah. is obviously the brains. Oh. Well, somebody's car. Somebody's car is going, going off. But anyway, uh, well, they're done. So <laughs> it's very creepy, very scary. But uh, so here's a scene where he takes control. She's been Emma's been the one in control. So now here he goes, going out, doing his own thing. Finds a girl, flirts with her, takes her, and then he he takes physical uh, control of her. Complete physical control of her. So uh, and he's changing the rules, he's and, he's, gonna, and he's not asking permission. He's doing what he's going to do. Totally changing yeah. the rules. Absolutely. And it seems like he's trying to prove that he is straight, or maybe trying to convince himself he is straight because the way he makes out with her again yeah, it feels that very. It was a very violent kiss. Like like I can do this. I know I can do this. It was really excuse me. It was really really violent. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So this was, is what I like. This mm. is what I like. <laughs> Um, well, at, when we come back from the commercial break, we get Agent Parker. Uh, we get uh, Agent Parker telling Jordy that Joe wants to see you. Jordy goes nuts as yeah. soon as she starts to sell that. That was awesome. Again, another scene where you mentioned Joe and people light up and people change automatically to to devotion to wanting to do something to to just get a chance to see Joe or please Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, then we cut to the house and we get we get my first and we haven't had any this whole episode. We have not had an FBI WTF moment so far in this entire episode, but I'm going to go ahead and say Agent Riley being the only agent assigned to Rick's house. FBI WTF. <laughs> I, I'm just saying why if you you've just found out her husband is the new crazy out there would you send one FBI agent back to her house? Is there a shortage of FBI agents? Is there only like four? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not to be whatever, but I'm just saying. Yeah. And then and then the only reason there's anybody else there is because they're they're going against orders to be there. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> That's a little suspicious. It's a little it's a little shady tip. Mm. Um and then we get our uh uh Maggie's in on it. Oh yes, then then we have Jordy Jordy blow the uh, Jordy blows the whistle. That, yeah, that Maggie's Maggie's in on Maggie plan. Such a great, yeah. He just totally fell into that Whoops. one by accident. Yeah, it was a great reveal. Yeah. Mm. No wonder Joe wanted them dead. <laughs> <laughs> Loose lips, man. But it, but what was interesting in that interrogation too is that because he didn't know, and I think this is really interesting. He didn't know where the kid was, but he said not everybody knows everything. They're compartmentalized. They've divided mm-hmm. the secrets amongst everybody in case somebody gets caught. Yeah, absolutely. So so that could possibly mean, if you if you think about it, that there are other people involved who don't even know about maybe Emma or Paul or Jacob, Ooh. that they have their own plan. They, they weren't in the house. Didn't they say there were nine fingerprints? They said there were nine in the house in the beginning of the episode. They said there were nine. Most of them were older, so I guess they were thinking maybe one of them could have been from the, the cougar milf that, uh, from last uh-huh. week. Maybe. Poor cougar milf. But they said that there were Six fresh prints in the attic, and all the flashbacks uh, with uh, with the gang were in the attic. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, they said four of them were Emma and the uh, the Jacob, Paul, Jordy, and they were guessing. I think that one was Rick, so that was five. So there was one missing. There's obviously, one missing. at the time. We don't we know who fi- that is. We figure out. Well, I think we figure out who that is by Maggie. the end of the episode. No, no. yes, he's yes. It's got to okay. probably be Maggie, right? Right. Because uh, dude, we just found out, <laughs> I, what, and nobody ran, ran the prints of found. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Okay, so then we get uh, then we then we then we get our revealing flashback. So we see Rick stabbing his wife for real, and why he was stabbing her was because the six of them were engaged in a maniacal game of truth or dare. <laughs> yeah, 
the most serial killers, right? Style. That's how serial killers do it. <laughs> you go in the closet and kiss somebody you don't know. They kill people. Seven minutes in hell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was dark, man. And everybody's like, "All right, next." She's like, oh, "She needs a hospital." <laughs> oh man, now what do we do? But it's interesting because he never st- he never killed anybody before. I, I I don't know if that was the first time he ever used a knife, but. Maybe that's why he doesn't like using a knife because, all right, because he almost killed him. his uh, his wife. Yeah, or or, or or maybe his boss, depending, I guess, on your point of view. Was what, what, do you think their marriage is like a marriage marriage, or do you think? Oh, I th- well, yeah, yeah. they seem like it, especially by the end of the episode. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. When yeah. he stabbed her, he's, he's oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely seemed like it. Ooh. So, I don't want to play with people that make you stab your wife. That's not a good bunch of people to hang out. You know, with. if you asked anyone else in that party like to stab somebody, they'd be like, "Sure, I'll do it," but because it's the guy who only likes to play with matches, he's like, "Oh no, I got to try and stab my own wife." And I'm like, <laughs> "Can I, can I just light a cigarette right? near her or something? Can I just can light I, her on fire? Yeah, come, can on, I, come on, come on, <laughs> can I? This is getting silly." <laughs> Um, then, then we have the saddest moment of the show. We cut back to real time, and Agent Riley gets stabbed in the neck. Yeah, yeah, wow. And unfortunately, that's probably why Joe's not here. Uh, his favorite character uh, bites the bullet there. So uh, sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. I know uh, you're you're listening to this eventually. Uh, just my, gone, my heartfelt man. apologies. That uh, rest in peace, Riley. Yeah, rest in peace, Riley. Rip it. <laughs> you jumped. I jumped. I'm telling you. Dude. Yes, Joe jumped. Marissa, you can do that anytime you want. Any sound effect you want, I will do the same thing. Oh. Um, so, Ripper, rest in peace, Riley. Ripper. Is yeah. That, uh, oh. Yeah. Agent Riley. Oh, it's so sad. Well, he wasn't. Here's the thing. He wasn't dead. Uh, exactly. I mean, he was, oh, until oh, yeah, yeah. I want to bring that up, but uh, let's talk about the rest of the scene. We can bring right. that up. But he was definitely so, bleeding, and he was still alive when when Ryan and Mike come into the uh, come into the house. True. And then Ryan hears noises inside, so go out and Ryan chase Matt. Ryan goes out, and we come back. We come back and he's dead, and Mike's over him. Literal right, blood on his right, hand. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I, I mean, every week there seems to be that one moment that if you're paying attention, it's kind of like Sean oh, you know, Ashmore might be a bad man. This could be. This could be. Mike could have just killed him. Mm. Said, you know what? Let's just finish the job. You know, right? Well, Mike's around the same age as the as rest the other of guys the in the followers. cult. Yeah. yeah. But again, it doesn't mean he was probably in the attic. He could he could just be another part of the plan or something. This could be another another stinky red herring being dragged across our noses. It, it probably is for all things. But I just thought it was really interesting that that he was alive. He was bleeding badly, and I don't know if anyone could survive a. a I don't know how it works. And get hit the jugular. Like, I'm yeah, not sure. I don't know. I don't know if anyone could survive that way. But he was just conveniently completely gone. Like just uh, time of death. You know, you put the clock, you put the watch up, and you would say the time of death. He was pretty much completely gone by the time mm. Ryan came back. So. Not sure how it works with the jugular. I don't know. I mean, apply pressure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's squirting pretty good. Any doctors out there, feel free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, tweet right. us. Let us know. Can you survive a jugular stabbing? That from a kind of stabbing, leg? yeah. It went up. Just to give you an idea, right there. I don't know. Let us know if you that know anything. That was a kitchen knife, I think, right? Or was it a switchblade or a kitchen knife? I, I, you know, I didn't see because it went so fast, yeah. All right, well, we don't know. But I just we'll assumed they were, they were, he was in the kitchen when he picked up the... Um, the phone the, the and cell, saw the, the t- cell. So I just I love that he he, he 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 announces his own death. It says now I don't. <laughs> 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 and talk about an elaborate plan. We find out that Emma and Maggie are the ones responsible for it. And I mean, just to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. 
and be able to fool everyone. Well, That's... to do the kid, yeah, they they were in charge of the kidnapping of the kid at least. Mm. So, but yeah, that was really interesting. That was I, I will say that that whole scene with that whole build up just reminded. I mean, it's, it's obviously Kevin Williamson, but it, it felt like a scream moment to me. I was thinking that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really felt like a, a like a classic movie horror well, moment. Totally. You remember in Scream when they have to stab each other? You know, that's another thing. The stabbing thing. Yeah, that, that's a, that's. Oh, remember that's right. When, when, from the end of Scream. Yeah, yeah, they were stabbing. Starting to feel a little woozy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that until you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it felt very, very much like that kind of a. Scene. Kevin likes to see people stab themselves on purpose. There you go. All right. Well, mm. we figured some stuff out tonight. All right. So we get we get now we get Rick outside. We get the confrontation. Maggie's running. Right. Yep. Hardy chases her. Rick comes up behind him. Rick gets shot. Bang. Then he turns back to Maggie. Rick hops back up. Yeah. Jumps on his back. Fight it out. Shot him in the side. Turns back around. Maggie's gone. Yeah. Maggie just disappears. But, you know, before that even, I mean, just the screaming. You could tell that that whole thing about them being separated, complete ruse. She was obviously in love with... uh, She's obviously in love with her husband. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, because she was screaming like a banshee when uh, when Ryan shot him for the first time. So uh, And now she's on the loose. And now she's on the Ryan's loose. Ryan's killed her husband. And, and she wants some revenge. Yeah. yeah. And it, it seems to be leading that way, according to the scenes in, uh, next week. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, she's pissed. Yeah, she's, she's pissed. She's along the piss, too. Mm, absolutely. Um, then uh, when we come back from our commercial break again, we got Paul bringing Megan into the house. Now, this changes the whole dynamic. This is Paul's power play. Yeah. Like I'm gonna force you to recognize that I'm I'm here, and this is how because now we have to deal with this chick and keep Joey from figuring out that something's weird that we've got a tied up girl in the house. And it felt like he was trying to take control of the situation. Yeah, over over Emma and say, you know, I'm the man of the house. I'm 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 a man. I'm bringing a woman in here. Deal with it. That's right. Deal yeah. with this whole thing. Sort it out. I'm yeah. in charge now. Yeah. Or at least you're gonna deal with me. At least you're not gonna you're not gonna dismiss me. Like at the very least, you're gonna. I'm here. I'm real. You're dealing with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, from that flashback earlier when she calls him um, a douche do, uh, was it douche do? No, douche do. Yeah. yeah, it was douche do. When when she you know she pretty much labeled him in the same category as, as Jordy. Jordy. Yeah. So, so that in a, in a way is very emasculating when you see what a screw up Jordy really is. She's mean. So yeah, they, this was his way to say, hey, you know what? I'm just as good as you guys. I can go out. I can grab somebody. I can kidnap. Absolutely, too, and I can I can do what I want with them. And now we all have to deal with it together. Absolutely. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. I, I actually think that's a that's a good good move on his part. Sad mm. to say. Um, they, from there, they go to the flashback. Yes, where the lie becomes the truth. Yeah, mm. supposedly that that might be the uh, that might be the secret. Uh, that might be what he's lying about. That might not because they seem to um, no. Well, where their their whole their whole gay coupleness becomes a deal. Like they oh well, that becomes a deal. Absolutely, they still they're still drinking beforehand though. They're still getting really drunk, <laughs> so they still got to get drunk. You think it's a way to trick us, possibly, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but uh, that was definitely a much more intense scene. Yeah, absolutely. Than the first time, when then the gay chicken scene. I like that Agent Parker. Uh, when, when once we figured out, and I like that scene between Agent Parker and and, and Ryan, where where they're kind of like talking about being fooled. That was a good. That that scene kind of set my. I like Parker better now. Oh yeah. You know that scene. You know she was. She seemed genuinely pissed off that she got fooled. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and then they show that flashback where Ryan's Ryan just gets sitting down. By Joe. Yes, yeah. Ryan's just sitting down with Joe, and again, and it's just the the, the language Joe is using just to he falls uh, under his spell. Oh yeah, he ends up staying for another drink. It's oh, yeah. the empathy. 
It's like he's like you know how how often do you really have someone get you get understand fully what you do and, and like and have the the guts as a guy like yeah. guys don't do that we don't say hey man I really love what you do and I'm really deeply impressed nobody has the confidence to come out and say that exactly he was so flattering to Ryan Hardy I mean he was saying things like uh, you know it, it must get quite lonely what you do is quite remarkable yeah you know he was really I, I don't think I could turn it off if I were you you know he was just complimenting him and 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 totally Ryan I almost was eating it up oh yeah I almost felt like he like he saw Ryan even there as a hero like in a book like the way he was he was holding him up to a pedestal what his job is and what he does I think he was very I think he was genuinely very fascinated with uh, with Ryan Hardy at that point so you think that the empathy was real Do you I think, think that it was real I mean this is a man who who has no problem killing and I'm, I'm sure he's doing it for his own means but here he sees this 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 man coming and uh, and he's very fascinated by this man who's trying to chase down the killer and trying to figure out that it's him or interesting not. yeah I, I love the intimacy of it too. There was an intimate scene, like it was it was two guys being intimate in in their understanding of each other. I think that's what romance. It, there was some bromance. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but it wasn't like big swinging swinging dick romance. It was like, it, you know what I mean? Like there's some bromances where you're like, bro, bro, boom, boom. It wasn't like that. It was yeah. intimate. There was there was you know there was like I said, nobody's comfortable enough to come out and say, hey man, I really I love what you do. It's amazing, without it being weird. And that scene worked like that. That was cool. Oh, I yeah. thought that was awesome. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Um, then we have Jordy's suicide. Now we don't know if if he got all the way through it. We're oh, I, I think it's implied that he's done. I, I I think so. There's nobody there. I think you even said like, "Where's the heartbeat monitor? Where's people running right, let me, in?" FBI <laughs> hospital. FBI HWTF. I'm sorry. If, if if your blood pressure changes just enough, they, they come in. The nurses go, "What's happening in here?" Oh, you're eating your. No, you can't eat your gauze. That's, That's kind not. of a slow. Yeah, it's kind of a slow death there. So, it takes uh, a minute. That was really hard for me to watch. I had to turn away. Yeah. Well, you know what I hate about that when he's as he's peeling the gauze, there's like infected whatever <laughs> on the gauze, and I'm like, you're going to get an infection. That is not. But that eat. must be an incredibly slow and painful death to yeah. be forcing yourself to choke to death uh, like that, Ugh. and to reach, and you have to struggle to reach. Because you're you tied got, up, oh, yeah, you have oh. to reach for the gauze. So, and he's saying to Joe, "Well, he's, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry, sorry. Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. And that's like really what oh. disturbed him the most, and what drove him to it. Like, yeah. It shows how devoted these guys are to him. I think a couple of the idiots. The other ones, I there yeah, he is right there. there. There he is. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> yuck. Um, if we ever talk to him, uh, we we need to know what that tasted like. We have to bring pizza, <laughs> Tabasco, and gauze. Uh, I, yeah. just, <laughs> I probably could have used some Tabasco. Yeah. Best interview ever. <laughs> oh, man. We've brought you your favorite thing. <laughs> um, then, we, then at the end of this thing, we get we get Claire's email uh, where they're teaching Joey to kill. Yeah. Oh, man. That's uh, good stuff. That's scary. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what worse nightmare for a parent than, I mean, it's bad enough that your child is kidnapped, but then to see that they're almost teaching him to be evil and just the, just how they're training him and everything. It was just, you know, if you kill a bug, it, uh, your life means a little more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when he was closing the bottle on that other one, he said, uh, watch it go straight to heaven. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how they're just trying to they're trying to like you know a little spoonful of sugar you know uh, uh, on the whole thing and that's making them think cr- it's it was okay. good stuff. Yeah, I mean just imagine a little kid just teaching a kid to do that kind of start stuff. Start him small. And how yeah, how long would it take before he actually you know starts? You know, I I don't know how out. how true this is or not, but I, a guy I used to train with that was an older uh, he was Apache, and he was saying that Apache warriors they would start they would start with uh, they would give the kids a bunny. 
at, at six, and they had to kill the bunny. And then they'd give them bigger animals, and they had to kill bigger and bigger animals. That was kind of like the... Uh, again, I don't know if it's true or not, but this is what this guy that I used to train with uh-huh. told me about. And that was the deal, to get you comfortable with the idea of killing things. Like, you know, eventually, you know, you get up to bigger bigger animals. Wow. That seems to be the uh, the route we're taking with Joey. We've started with a rat. We just screw the lid on. Well, obviously, I mean, based on the very ending of that video, I, I think they were just trying to, again, mess with everyone's heads, because the last thing they did was tell uh, Joey to say hi to Ryan. Hi to Ryan. So I think, honestly, I'm not sure 100% if they're really training him to kill. I don't think we'll see a future episode where, where J- Ryan Hardy's chasing down Joey, the serial killer. No. But uh, I don't think... Because it's his son. I don't think we'd go in there. But uh, but I do think that the whole thing was just uh, done for uh, for dramatics. Just well, to, just I, to I screw don't know. up everybody. You I don't? mean, you know, it, it could be that they genuinely feel that this is a thing we should teach. I mean, you know, if you, if you view it from their point of view, if they're making this choice to do this thing, mm-hmm. they probably believe in it, right? I mean, they, they, they believe in this morality of your own, create your own morality like Joe taught. Yeah. yeah. And so why wouldn't you teach the kid to create his own morality? What I think is interesting about that video, too, earlier in the, sh- in the episode, you see uh, Emma posing with Joey, I guess, for the video, like right. they're taking photos, which probably are part of the video or, or maybe some still photographs that are in the email as well. And they're just so happy. And oh, it's just yeah. it's just amazing how she still, she can kill somebody, but she still is a devoted uh, 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 care uh, bringer or, or, or uh, for the kid. tactics at will to yeah. get what she wants. That's mm-hmm. why it's such a brilliant character, I think. She can do whatever she needs to do at that moment to get yeah. what she wants. She's able to be that. And I feel like Joey's a sense of pride for her because, you know, here you have Joe who's given her the ultimate responsibility right, to take yeah. care of Joey. And so I don't I don't think I think she genuinely cares about Joey. Like she's raised him for two years and you know, she's he's Joey's Joe's son. And so I think that you know, the the affection there is genuine. Oh yeah. This is a piece of Joe Carroll. This is this is his son. It, it's almost like a religious type of thing. It's, yeah, yeah you you've know. got the responsibility of raising. Uh, that's pretty serious. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, 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 you really, you're, that's, that's, you're, you're, you hit it on the head. She's so far elevated above everybody else just by having right. that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of it in those terms. That's totally true. Hmm. Um, well, let's talk about our favorite scenes this week because um, we had some good stuff. Oh, you know what? First, iTunes. If you're watching us on iTunes, thank you again for or listening. I'm sorry. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. Give us a five. We love fives. Yeah. And tell your friends. Check out the, the show. Check out After Buzz. Check out, if they like a show, we probably got a show for it. And if they like the following, they should definitely be listening I know, to us. Uh, Joe Braswell does uh, Justified. Yes, Joe yeah. Braz. This is not Joe Braz. But. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Braswell uh, should be back for uh, Justified this week. I- I'm going to be doing the-, the Walking Dead. Hey, that's exciting. Yeah, so I'm doing the Walking Dead starting uh, starting this Sunday. Comes back. Nice. And I know there's a bunch of others. I know uh, you know some stuff that's coming up too. That's uh, that people will be doing. So very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. It's a fun place. All right, let's talk about our favorite scenes. Teresa, what was your favorite scene this week? My favorite scene was the scene with Parker and Joe. And I, she just goes into that room, and she's not rattled by him at all. She has complete control of her emotions, and she talks to him like she's known him for a while. And it, and it, I think it just kind of throws you off. You know, you don't know if it's all part of her plan. You don't know if they've you know met before on different terms. Um, and they they have that moment when you know she, he thanks her for the book, and she looks at him, and she's smiling. So it just throws you off, and I love that about the show. It just keeps you guessing, and I think her character in particular does that. Well, I dig what I dig. What they do with those kinds of scenes is they get in there with. There's an intimacy to them. There's not that that old school interrogation. We're not throwing things. We're not slamming things. 
It, well, except when Ryan breaks Joe Carroll's hand. But for the most part, they're very quiet scenes. They're very intimate scenes. And, and I, I think it changes the dynamic so dramatically. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it does give Joe a lot of power, though. I think that's the other side of it. you got yeah. this guy with a lot of power who's no one's taking it away from him yet. Um, for me, I I, uh, I, I got to say, I just love – sorry, sorry, Joe Braswell. I love the, the scene where uh, Agent Riley was oh. <laughs> done. Uh, again, it just felt – it, it kind of felt to me like a movie it, it, a scene from, from a screen movie. It really felt good. It, it was really done well. I, I think um, – I mean, most of the scenes we usually pick are because of the acting, but I think overall the editing – I think the pace of that scene, it just felt very classic to me. So so kudos to, uh, to everyone uh, up and down the, the cast and the crew on that one and then and then the other thing I because I, I have to always add something else that's it. not a scene <laughs> I just I, I think I said a little bit before but I loved like the last week was all about, about cementing the love story this week was all about baiting and rattling uh, Ryan Hardy poke, it poke, was all poke. poking him it's yeah. just like, so many things and there's obviously something in his in his past and and just even that one scene we didn't touch upon when, when Agent Parker runs up I think when they're in the crime scene over in the college she runs over to Ryan and she says you couldn't have saved him to the, to yeah, the literary yeah. professor and he's like yeah I could have you know and he, he's just obviously tormented by all these deaths and at the very end he said he was fooled uh, he was fooled by Joe and because he was fooled by Joe five. five more people died absolutely so he is taking every single death that happens to heart she she also said uh, I think she also said that he 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 Personalizes all the kill, all the victims, and he and he begins to unravel because of that. I think that's what she said. So, so I just love I love seeing this was a completely different Ryan Hardy from last week. You got to see the hero a little bit more right. last week, and now you're seeing the tormented soul. This and they're week. they're really going after him. Are they making him one of Poe's characters? They're making him the tormented guy. They're exactly. Making, yeah. yeah. I feel so bad for him because the only person he really cares about, Claire, is helpless right now, and you know she's. Every time he sees her, it's like, find my son, find my son, and there's nothing he can really do. I mean, he's making progress, but they still haven't found Joey yet. I know. It must be terrible to be Claire and just be dealing with She's locked up. She can't do anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Stuck. (laughs) Stuck, for sure. Um, I I loved the uh, the stabbing of the Dean. I know... uh, I know it was it was probably the most violent scene in the show. Well, no, that's not true. Stabbing stabbing Agent Riley in the neck was probably more violent as far as amount of blood. But that was so quick, though. This one was yeah, so that's slow. True. And and that was what I loved about it. But it was at the same time. I, I afterwards, I'm like, this you shouldn't put it on TV. Some crazy is going to enjoy this too much. Like that he that first stab, like clearly, like you know, Brian the Explorer popped his cherry a little bit. Like the first the first time he'd stabbed somebody to mean it. Like he stabbed his wife in truth or dare. Didn't mean to go deep. Blah blah blah. But boom, he put it in there. And then you see him, like, think about it and digest that he just did it. And and then he tells the guy, I've never stabbed anybody. And then he does it again. And he gets, mm-hmm. and he watches him go. That creepy stare. Oh, my God. Yeah, that creepy stare. Oh, I'm just going to watch what's going on here. Oh, that was that was. He, crazy he's looking at creepy. him right in the eyes. I don't know if that's a part of the whole allegory or anything. But yeah. he's lo- yeah. staring at him right in the eyes, just watching, I guess, the life leave him or something. That so. was the creepiest scene I, I, I think I've seen in a long time. Just, it was very slow, very deliberate, and... And he he oh yeah the character was well well uh, well done yeah well done Rick. Um, should we talk about news and gossip? Ah, Every oh. time. <laughs> <laughs> news and gossip. Teresa, what do you got for us? So I was reading a TV Guide article and 
They were talking about five ways that the following could change TV. And one of them I thought was really interesting. Um, Fox's chief operating officer, Joe Early, said that they almost had no complaints about the violence on the show. And that most of the complaints that they did get were centered around the scene with the dog and the German Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah, so... From the pilot. They, yeah, they didn't you really know, I get think there, I think the critics gave a lot of cover, to be honest with you. The critics were so overblown, so running uh, with their hair on fire about how much violence, how much violence. And when you watch the show, you're like, what are you talking about? You know, you're waiting for bloody, 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 and it's not happening. And so the critics, right. you know, I think set them up, set the bar way up here. And then when the violence level was here, they looked great, you know? I think the marketing campaign had something to do with it, too, because I, I think people who saw the marketing campaign see, saw the naked woman, they could yeah. tell, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be scary. This might be a little violent. It's Kelly, Kevin Williamson. I think they, they didn't promote, over-promote that he was from Scream, but I think people knew from, from a lot of the articles that were out. So, uh, so I think part of it could be, could be just the fact that people actually knew, people who tuned in knew to expect something. They didn't expect puppies, but they expected something. (laughs) So, (laughs) Amanda, what do you got for us on news and gossip? Uh, You know, I don't have. Well, I have a couple of things actually. Uh, There's been. um, I've been noticing that there's been a Tumblr that's been promoted called "Welcome to the Following," and it's from somebody called Nevermore. It's a agent, and and it's a lot of creepy. It's a very creepy website that has a bunch of photos, and and it's got a mysterious uh, voice. Uh, talking kind of like anonymous that with the whole uh, hidden oh, yeah, voice with, type oh, thing okay. and and the whole thing is nevermore is who's following the followers apparently this agent nevermore is so i guess he's mm. trying to be he's trying to be someone outside the law i, I felt like it kind of reminded me of batman like what will strike fear in the hearts of the killers i will i'll be it, it kind of had a little batman thing to me for some but a very creepy gothic scary one but one of the more interesting things oh, right now there's not too much on there that i was able to to decipher this is a lot of photos, but one of the things that was really cool, and I don't know if he made it or, or how it was made, is there is a commercial for Ryan Hardy's book, Poetry of a Killer, that they did, I guess, with some Fox footage and everything, and it sounds like a real commercial, like one of those commercials you'd see, uh, right? You know, watching TV or is something. it well done? It's pretty well done. Yeah, I, I, I dug it. It looked it looked pretty real. I, I'm guessing oh. it's part of a Marks. I don't know if the whole thing is part of a Fox marketing campaign. It, just it might yet, be that, yeah. But it seems like I've noticed that Fox, uh, the Fox Twitter account, was promoting some of the things on their on their Twitter account. So I'm guessing it might be something. Now they like to do that. They like to see if they can get something to go viral that doesn't look like they had anything to do with it. Yeah, right. totally. Fox loves that. And then another. Other thing, and I know I'm pretty sure this is not backed by Fox, but it's still hilarious, and I love it. Is uh, there's a Twitter account? Somebody took uh, a Twitter account and called it uh, Agent Ryan Hardy. So I want to do a shout out for Agent Ryan Hardy. If you follow him at Agent Ryan Hardy, uh, you will see a bunch of really funny, uh, supposedly like drunken uh, <laughs> posts <laughs> from uh, from him. It's really some really really good you got stuff. It there? Uh, I had him here. Let me see. Do I still have it? I got a pull it up. Maybe you'll have to come back to me. I'll have to read some of them. We're going to dig up some they Agent are, Ryan Hardy drunk They are tweets. so good. It's uh, it's kind of like if you if you follow Twitter a lot, it's kind of like there's a there's a Twitter account called Jerk Superman, so it's somebody in character playing a Superman oh, as a awesome. jerk, or uh, GD Damn uh, Batman, Batman, so it's like another one like with Batman being all uh, all jerky. Oh, here we go. So, uh, I feel like I'm playing chess with Joe Carroll, but it's kind of unfair because his pieces are really good at murdering people. Um... 
Let's see. I can go for a beer right now or a shot of vodka or 10. Hashtag I'm not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the following. Just stuff like that. I, that. I'm just reading the stuff that just comes up first. But uh, but he's got some really good stuff in here. So I would say if you're a fan, maybe you should follow this guy. Give him a, you so, know. So Agent Ryan Hardy. Agent Ryan at, at Agent, Agent Ryan, Ryan Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. And then what was the other one? At Nevermore? Uh, no, not at and Nevermore. That's uh, Welcome to the Following. Oh, Welcome to the Following. Okay. If you, if you look up, I don't know, it's a Tumblr site. So I think it's Welcome to the Following uh, .tumblr.com. But uh, just Google Welcome to the Following. I'm sure it'll come right up. Okay. And we, we're, we think that might be Fox, but this one we don't think is Fox. The the Twitter account, I think, is just some guy who just was really smart and just picked up the thing and just decided to... Nobody, uh, nobody at Fox thought they should grab at Ryan Hardy. Not, uh, I, at, at it, Ryan Hardy. It, you know what? If Fox is doing it, then kudos to them because I think uh, this guy it's is great. Cool. Otherwise, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, Kevin Williamson and, and Kevin Bacon should be calling this guy up and saying thanks a lot because you're pretty funny. I think, he's, I think he's doing a good job. So, Also, a shout out to the guy who sent us Jordy's Tabasco commercial. Yes, yeah. on our Twitter on our Twitter account, uh, Paul Zank um, finally finally helped us uh, help Joe Sanfilippo sleep at night by uh, by he did a, a quick search, I guess, on YouTube and oh. looked up the Tabasco commercial and uh, and put it online. Listen, so. I, I told y'all who it was. I don't. <laughs> I didn't need validation, but I. You said it was it was his name Paul Paul Zank Paul Zank. You the man. I appreciate it. <laughs> and we had uh, we had some other people. We want to thank uh, uh, Laura Strat. He also uh, wrote to us and just to tell us that Agent Parker is a little too obvious. And I, I like I said, I think I agree on that. And uh, on our YouTube. Uh, page for uh, last week. We had some uh, some comments. Uh, Charlotte Sophia uh, SF. She um, she I apparently did a slight error uh, when I was talking about the lyrics last week uh, in the scene with Parker and uh, and Joe Carroll when she's handing the book. Yeah, correct. I yourself. said I said love me, love me, love me was the lyrics, but it was really love you, love you, love you is the lyrics. So maybe I was just thinking of myself. Could change the whole meaning it of everything. Could, it, you know what? My theory is completely blown. <laughs> this show is totally different. Oh now. my god, it's so different. Oh, it's so awful. But thank you for. Uh, for posting in there and Drayford and Doran Blake and Skynomi 2008 Fonda Chung that's my mom Thanks, mom. Oh, okay. Hey, so, <laughs> yay, yay, mom. So, uh, yeah, and, and again, we look at this stuff. So, please let us know if you have any ideas, any thoughts, anything else you want to let us know. We'll we'll gladly uh, talk about it on the show. All right, let's do some predictions. I didn't now, jump. You're after Buzz TV predictions. Ooh, I didn't jump at all. You all witnessed that. Good job. You witnessed that, didn't you? All right, Teresa, predictions for next week. So Maggie's run off. Ryan's killed her husband. So I think she's going to come after Ryan somehow. Um, and I think the triangle with uh, Emma, Emma, Paul, Paul and, and Jacob, Jacob is going to get a little bit more complicated with this new addition to their house. Interesting. Yes. Okay, so uh, well, you want to do your prediction, then I'll do... Uh, yes. Yeah. That's fine. I predict that Joey will do some more really bad stuff. I predict that Joey's going to escalate. <laughs> what is that what they call it? Escalating? Escalating? I think that Joey's going to escalate. I, I know it's terrible, but I think that they're going to have Joey doing some more... Um, some more moitas, no. moitas of animals. How, how how high up the ladder uh, in the animal kingdom? I, I think we're going to stay on four legs, and I don't think we're going to get to puppies. But I think we're going up a little bit. I, oh. Maybe hedgehogs, possums, something, something else Whoa. will get whacked in the next few weeks by well, by Joey. Well, I predict after next week, I'm not going to know the, the week after, so yeah. I'm going to be able to do a prediction because I've seen next week's episode. So I'll just instead I'll just do a little teaser. So first of all, um, I will say this: that the secret between Jacob and Paul is not the secret that we're led to believe so far. Oh no. So I will say that, and then the other thing I will say uh, that that's not spoiling anything is uh, is if you 
thought the uh, kissing scenes between uh, Jacob and Paul were a little risque. Uh, there's a scene next week that tops that. Ooh. Oh, oh, man. That's it. How's that for a tease? Uh-oh. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. Uh, Please follow us at Following Buzz. Download us on iTunes. Keep rating us at five, please. All right. Uh, Mr. Nando, where can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find me at Nando Bell. Excellent. And Teresa, where can we find you? You can tweet me at Following Buzz. And you can also tweet me at te- uh, tweet me at Following You can tweet me all you want. <laughs> and tweet me at Following Buzz. And you can tweet Joe Braz, who was not here tonight. Who uh, we miss terribly, even though he's being held captive at the Encore Resort in <laughs> Vegas. Uh, at, uh, at Joe K. Braswell. It was a pleasure, you guys. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Hey, I did it! Those are the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.